Okay, hello everyone. Welcome back to the pod. Um, this time around, it's not been too long, so excited to be recording um, once again. And um, hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're well rested, well nourished, drinking a lot of liquids because it's hot outside. <laughs> At least here in Madrid, it's really, really hot. And um, today we have a recurring star. <laughs> A recurring star on the pod. I hope you guys can guess who it is. Um, do you want to introduce yourself again for the yes? Let, let me reintroduce myself. <laughs> My name is Coyote Atobatele. Uh, I am in El Paso, Texas. And uh, what else? What else do I usually say? Hey, that's you, it. What have you? What, I am, are you I, what am I up to? Yeah. I. I, uh, a lot of things, but one, the one I do every day is I teach, I teach technology. I teach cloud technologies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I, so FYI, I think I've told you before, but I'm going to say it again. People love you yeah. at this podcast. They do. <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. So I've had like a few people ask me, so when are you coming back? Yeah, and it's very interesting because the the pods we record uh, record together are the pods with like the highest number of listeners and the highest retainers. So, yeah, nice. that's good. I'm yeah. always I'm always glad to speak on behalf of my generation, defending my generation <laughs> against yours. So let's go, let's go well, there. Let's go there. So today, well, what are we talking about? We're talking about um, thriving versus surviving, right? What does that look like from generational perspective, um, gender perspective, and cultural perspective, right? And um, so first of all, because I, I remember the last time we started talking about something and you said, let's define it, right? I mean, everybody knows what this is, but I think it always helped to, you know, reintroduce the definition of each thing. So surviving just means staying alive, like escaping death. <laughs> let's just... I'm just going to put it out there and be blunt right. about it, just existing, right? And thriving is more about like flourishing, prospering, developing, and growing, right? So having said that, um, what are your opinions on surviving versus thriving? And would you say you're currently thriving or are you surviving? Well, so, I mean, I, if we're using me, if, you, if, you, if the question is me, I am thriving. Uh, you know, so the, I think a key thing actually to note, like when you say, so from the definition you give, when you talk of surviving, it sounds more like you wake up and when somebody wakes up and they, are, they don't know if they will get a meal for the day. Yeah. And so their primary preoccupation when they get up is how am I going to eat this morning? Yeah. Right. So I guess you, you classify that as surviving, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, we could go that extreme, but we don't necessarily yeah. have to go that extreme. Sometimes surviving might just be like, you're feeling lonely and you don't have anyone around you. And you're oh, like, so basically, uh, so let me make sure I get this right. So you, do you classify surviving as you open the fridge, there's food to eat. Uh, you have a place to stay. You have electricity. In short, let's just say you have so much, but you just don't have somebody to talk to, so you feel lonely. Or maybe you have somebody to talk to, but you still feel lonely. Is that classified surviving? So I would like to classify this based on different angles of life, right? Are we talking right. about like basic needs? Are we talking about relationship aspect? Are we talking about like health-wise? Are we talking okay. about we can even go like the spiritual part like how are you right. feeling right or yeah so i mean at the end of the day like having a roof over your head having food in the fridge is always going to be important right and comes first yeah. but we should also not like we should not uh, diminish the importance of relationships and loneliness loneliness is is huge right now it's okay. at the maximum peak right, right? Well, in that case, actually, maybe, maybe you probably want to look at this as each of those categories of life. Yes. Then yes. ask yes. the question, are you surviving or thriving? Because what yes. you will find is that the box is not, it doesn't get checked the same way. In some yes. areas, people are yes. surviving, but at the cost of thriving in some other areas. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. maybe if you want to take the top, the each of those uh, ones, and then let's tackle those areas. I mean, we can decide. we could use yeah. Maslow's hierarchy, right? So if you talk about exactly. psychological so, needs, like food, uh, water, shelter, you know, in this case, if you have a roof over your head, if you have food in the fridge, then you're thriving, right? Um, in terms of like safety, if, if personal safety is not an issue, if employment is not an issue, if like you have good health, you have a property or you have somewhere to like a stable um, household, you know, yeah. that's also like a thriving thing. And there's love and belonging, which was yeah. where I was talking about. So, right. Yeah. So I was going to mention this at the end, but in reality, I think it's very hard to thrive in all angles. And I think like thriving in certain aspects of life comes at the expense of, you know, surviving in other aspects of life. Like, for example, let's say you're thriving professionally, you know, you're doing what you want to do, you're climbing the corporate ladder or you're receiving contracts and deals and all that. But you might be so occupied that you might not have time for your friends so and, and family and loved ones. So you're thriving professionally, but you're just barely surviving um, um, relationship-wise, right? And that's, sometimes that's okay. Like, I, I, don't think, I don't think it's possible to thrive all the way around. And I don't think thriving all the way around is actually what we need to exist. Does that make sense? Yeah. You always have to use, you, it's like, a, it's a triangle that you can't really balance. You act, anytime you pull towards one, you're going to actually, uh, you're going to spend another one trying to basically move from surviving to thriving in any yeah. of those angles is going to cost you. So yeah. when somebody decides that they will stay home and take care of the kids, for example, they're yeah. trying to thrive as parents. Yeah. But then it will be, it's going to cost them maybe in terms of uh, how much uh, finance they can bring in. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, I think it comes down to like cho you choosing where you're thriving and you actually thriving in, in your choices, right? Like not that you're just thriving or you're just surviving as a result of circumstances. It's just because I think ideally for me, success would be tying this down to the part we recorded about being successful. Success would be you actually thriving in what you want to thrive and surviving in what you want to um, survive. But then uh, knowing what's more important to becomes a problem on its own because some people want to have it all, right? Yeah. And then because people want to have it all, they actually go through life very unhappy with themselves. So it really doesn't matter what they have, what they've achieved. Uh, they, they just feel that they need to be able to thrive in all. And so they are actually, when it comes to enjoying life, the moments, that those moments of that being in yeah. the present time, they actually spend all of life surviving. Yeah, definitely. So I, I don't know. I don't know if, again, I think being able to accept that no one gets it all, right? And being yeah. happy in the fact that no one gets it all. Right. I, I think that's really the key thing, because when we when we first started this, when I was trying to get the definition, as you see it, uh, I was actually going to go off and tell you that there are people who have to wake up and go and hustle to get their meal for the day. But yeah. during the day, when they are hustling to get their meal, you can see those moments of happiness as they meet their friends, maybe the friends that they jointly go out to go and hustle for the mill and how they will play with each other as they head out. They forget sometimes also, uh, depending on who the person is, that the friendship itself is a privilege to have somebody yeah. who you trust, who is there for you, right? Yeah. It's just that you both now have to go and hustle for the mill. So yeah. somebody else on another side of life will think, oh my goodness, I can't imagine uh, you know, having to hustle for a meal, right? That yeah. they have bigger problems and then find out that those people are unhappy. They still need to go and get some happy medication, <laughs> right? True. I they think also it well. comes down to what you're choosing, right? Like, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's just very important for you to make active choice in, in your thriving. For example, 
I decided a few months ago that I didn't want to be in certain spaces that make me feel uncomfortable because I just don't want to exist in those spaces just because I want to be associated with those group or thing or whatever that was. And for me right now, I would say in that aspect, I'm thriving because I've consciously stopped putting myself in spaces whereby I don't want to be, you know, so that's a form of thriving. As long as you, you're the one putting your name and you're the one defining those moments for yourself, why not? Yeah, but then on the flip side of it, are you able to put yourself in the midst of the people who, you know, you consider friends? Or does one, because some people, some people usually remove themselves from that, which makes sense, but now stay in that empty space, which basically now yeah. brings loneliness, right? Well, I think it goes, it's, it goes back to defining what you want. Like, do you, like, when you define thriving for yourself, are you yes. coming from an individual aspect or are you coming from a community aspect? And there's also the question of what do you need, right? Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, if you're doing it for yourself or if you're doing it for other people, it just comes down to you putting ahead your need versus you putting ahead how you want to be perceived, right? Yeah. So what's more and important to you? So, and for me personally, it's actually what I need, right? But I have Definitely. actually come to meet uh, and interact with people who uh, I, I realized after interacting with them that it, what is more important to them their highest priority is how people perceive them yeah and so they spend a lot of their resources they spend a lot of their time actually just making sure that they are impressive to people who they have yeah. no control over what those people say uh, and mm-hmm. so i i noticed that and i've interacted with some that it looks from the outside that they have it all. They have that amazing job, an amazing house, and you know they can. They you know they even have an amazing family. But still, they are not. They are, they spend more time focused on what somebody else is saying about them or thinking about them, and they are not able to live in the moment. So they move around with a lot of secrets. Everything is a secret, hmm. right? Everything is a secret. Why? Because if the other party knows that they are human, not the superhuman image they present, then for them, not for the other people actually, but for them, they lose their peace. Yeah. And I'm sorry for them, but then that's how they are. So, but for me, I am more about, all right, this is me. This is my full, this is the, this is fully me. You can take it or you may not. And that's okay. Yeah. Right. And so, uh personally, I have found by studying my own self, because I actually had to look inwards and look at what I like or not. Analysis, self-reflection. Yes, yes I have ha- I've had to do that over the you yes. know, last few years and come to a realization that I actually love simplicity. And, yeah. and so I take extra steps to be simple. I, I think I think we're very similar in that aspect, like. Right. I, I, yeah, I actually get overwhelmed with complication. Like I don't like yeah. it. So simple. So my simplicity, when I even when I look at the furnishing of my apartment, right? I, I realize that I kept it simple. Interesting. So, so yeah, yeah, and I feel comfortable because it's simple. It's yeah, yeah. I, I and I was telling somebody the other day that my workspace, um the the, the clutter I have on my workspace actually determines how well I work. Like the more clutter in my workspace is like the more like distractions I have and the, and I work worse, right? And yeah, I don't like clutter and I think physically and relationship wise. So for me, actually that was, in terms of talking about thriving, I was thinking about this as I was, you know, as I spoke to you yesterday. And for me, I was like, thriving is actually you know actively saying I don't want to be in this certain spaces I don't want to exist in this kind of way I don't want to exist in a way whereby I'm not allowed to be vulnerable or you put me on a pedestal that you don't allow me to be human in in another dimension right or just it's not even it's not even that deep sometimes um people just want you to exist in one way so by that I mean like for example you mentioned that you're, you're a teacher and everyone expect that you only exist in that realm as a teacher. Like you can't, 
I don't know, I'm just going to use something. I'm going to use like a random example. Like you can't, you can't like gossip, right? You can't like reading like um, gossip pages or you can't like talking, talking about biology. I don't know, just something random. So to just want you to be a teacher and your hundred percent being should evolve around teaching, which in reality, like we're not like that, right? Yeah, yeah that's correct. We're many, we're many different things, complex we're complex beings, so we yeah. have things that make sense, and there yeah. are things that don't make sense. And so for me, when I'm talking to people, one of the things, when I'm asking people questions, it is okay to give an answer like, I just like it. When I say, why do you like it? It, yeah. it, it doesn't have to have a logical reason for yeah. why you like something. I just like it is an okay answer, right? Uh, and, and that's fine. But sometimes what I found, what I find is that people like to try and put some logic around the reasons yes. why they like one thing over, <laughs> an order, over another, right? And that's because, again, they think that you have to have a reason for, for, for doing everything you do. No, sometimes you just like it. Exactly. I read something on, the day on Instagram saying, um, you you always over-explaining things is a trauma response. <laughs> and I was just like, whoa, I never thought about it from that perspective, but yeah. you don't have to give too much details. Like just, yeah, yeah, I like it. Oh yes, I'm doing this. Why? Because I feel like no exactly. more. Exactly. And that's, that's a fair enough answer, but a lot of people also have never been able to give that answer. And so they think, that they have to extract some life-changing meaning from everything yeah. you do. So they are already in a state of unhappiness because they find that not everything they do has some life-changing reason, Yeah. right? Yeah. And so, so a lot of times what you find is that people are you know, projecting what they are feeling on yeah. somebody else. So I have met somebody who, well, a, a close friend who I, I step back and realize, this person is actually sad inside because the, the person basically said to me, you, 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 you laugh a lot. You're probably trying to cover up something. Oh, and I'm shit. like, yeah, I'm like, no, <laughs> I was trying to, I mean, in my mind, I'm like, no, I, I just laugh because I find a whole lot of things amusing or because I always have a very funny interpretation or I'll just have a funny yeah, the funny interpretation of a scenario will come to my mind and it's funny to me, so I laugh. But this person feels that you have to be trying to cover some sadness, something, something, something's not right in there and I'm hiding it, right? Yeah. And so I realized that I feel, I, my conclusion was that the person is actually sad internally. Hmm. Yeah, that happened to a friend actually, and she told me about this. She actually listens to this podcast and I was like, stay away from that person because that's like, that's a very awful way of seeing life, like, if you're always happy, there's something wrong. And yeah, but that also takes me to the next question about how do you thrive? How do you keep thriving when people around you are just surviving? Well, so, yeah, so the thing about thriving uh, and surviving is the fact that first of all, I think the key thing for any individual is to understand that nobody has it all. Right. Yeah. And so while you thrive in some area, the person who you see that is surviving in another area is actually thriving in other areas in which you might want to have exchanges. Yeah. So yeah. Just because you are thriving in one does not mean that the person who is surviving in one area does not have the rest of their life in place or they're not thriving. So helping somebody thrive in an area in which they are surviving, it's not a one-way street. Hmm. It's, it's bi-directional. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. So if you come to that understanding, then it no longer feels like you are, the, you are the upper hand. Even if you are for a certain area of life, it doesn't make you, it doesn't make you the best in all. So you I see sometimes people talk about poor people, but when you see them get together, you can tell that they are happy. Yeah. That they're really happy. That they bring that little they have and they communally sit down and share. And you know, we, when we talk about we, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not yeah. going to put myself in that basket. But when people yeah. talk about poor people, I think we're very like adamant on talking about financial poverty. 
when yeah. in reality there are other areas of life there's a communal aspect and this is yeah. not to say oh poor people are always happy no that's not what I'm trying to say yeah. I'm trying to say like sometimes we also perceive other people from our own perspective right yeah um, when we talk about poor most of the time we're talking financial but if we are going to talk about different areas, then all of us are poor in one oh, yes. area or another. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? That otherwise, you will not find somebody who has made millions of dollars committing suicide. Yep. Yep. You, you I understand the amount of how dark you have to go before you feel that life is not, not worth living. So yeah. whatever it is that takes somebody to that dark, dark side, right? You will yeah. find in the person, in that group of small people who bring what they have together and a happy base off of that. So yeah. uh, uh, if we actually really want to give the definition of poor to your ability to survive or thrive in different areas of life, then yeah. oh, you, you, we actually level the playing field. Yeah, especially right. in the Western world, right? I would say that there's a huge poverty when it comes to love and sense of belonging, right? Like community, um, connection, people having people to rely on. Like, I I hate to say this, but it's, shit, it's a shit show out there. Yeah. You know, it's a very individualistic environment versus other places in, in, in the world. Like, let's start from where we were both born, like Nigeria, right? Nigeria is a highly communal society. And I'm not saying that people there don't feel lonely, but the sense of belonging, even if you're not born in Nigeria, which is something yeah. I've heard from, I have a few like Spanish friends who went to Nigeria and they told me like they actually felt really good and they felt like people like, you know, embraced them um, very well in Nigeria. So yeah, and I think, we're, we're much better in that aspect in Nigeria than, you know, Western world, I'd say. Yeah. No. So actually, I'll say all over Africa, it's almost like part of our DNA to yeah. actually be a community. So you see that word community, uh, I'll say it evolved from Africa. Is what That's how I'll put it, because it's in our DNA. It's the reason why people got off the boats. Right. I was, and, to, I was going to say that's what led us into colonization, but yeah, let me. Yeah, don't let that's right. <laughs> People got off the. No, but then the question at the end of the day is that who is really civilized? Is it the one who welcomes strangers or the one who basically shoots and kills them and says, stay out of our country? Who truly so, is we civilized? Do we do right? know yeah. So, yeah. So 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 when we say civilization, actually, it is that is that understanding. People up till date cannot understand the concept of Ubuntu. I am because you are. We say that in Africa. It's part yeah. of our DNA. They, yeah. they cannot comprehend it. So they take it at what a great thing to say. And then they bring it and make it a fashionable thing here. But that is who we are. Yeah. That's always yeah. how we think. Even when you go into there, there there's a there's a Ghanaian uh, video YouTuber who goes to yeah. African cities called Woody Meyer and shows those real lovely places to visit and to you know. Sent me a video of this guy before, yeah. right? So so yeah, so but there are some places that he has gone to that they have not basically uh, they 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 still live the life that they had. In fact, they have not allowed that whole Western culture to come into them. So they are living in what we will now call the Stone Age or whatever, anything, any kind of crude name we want to use to address it. However, here's the thing. Somebody from that area brings him in. He participates in the community for that day, but he's shooting videos. And then you realize that without TVs, right? This community gets together, they play together, they go out and get their food together, right? And everybody cares about every other person. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. a community. And the interesting thing is that the fact that they allowed him to come from outside into yeah. their yeah. community and basically, uh, basically capture videos tells you what is in their DNA, that you yeah. welcome customers and you help them survive. You know, now that you're saying this, like, I was, I was just thinking about the difference when, so I was in Brazil um, over a month ago, and I've not been back to Nigeria in ages, but I would say that my experience in Brazil kind of brought me in contact with so many things I experienced as a child in Nigeria, and 
I met so many people for the first time and the way these people embraced me, the way they made me feel, the way I was just brought into the culture, like random people, like just saying, um, I remember one of the, I, there was one of my now friends, she was like, I want to show you the, the sunrise at 5 a.m. in the morning. I'll come and pick you in your hotel. Like people just willing to make you be part of their community. And as I was there, I was just thinking like, there was a part of me that I didn't know that was still, you know, that could still rebirth. And it just came back to life. Like that sense of belonging, that sense of just existing and not having to exist in a performative way, but just being there as myself, yeah. in my whole blackness and my, as a woman, for me, that was, that's something like, when I tell the story of my life, I think I'm always going to tell the story about Brazil because that's that's the sensation it, it brought to me. And yeah, I mean, you see my photos. <laughs> you guys can't see my photos, but <laughs> you have, you know, you, you have seen my photos. And yeah. that also leads me to the next thing I want to ask about how do you how does thriving versus um how does thriving look like as a black person? As a black person, actually thriving. Uh, again, for me personally, it goes back to my culture, my upbringing. So what you describe, that whole Africa, that, that, that well, I first experienced it growing up in Nigeria, all right? So, so I will always go back to there when I'm talking about my whole life. I have not disconnected from that, actually. I'm still, and, and you know, this is where technology has been helpful because yeah. right after I finish this with you, it, by 7.30, I'm actually okay. going to jump on a Zoom call with my schoolmates. So I finished high school uh, in 1987. How long ago was that? Uh, th that how long ago? You're good with that. It's like Stone Age. <laughs> It sounds like Stone Age, not us trying to get, get the calculator. <laughs> well, like so, so it's like 30, it's like 36 years ago. Wow. All right. But the, the, the people I went to school with, I am still in contact with. All right. And I am still in contact with them. And we actually still, so we actually have like an old boys association, okay. right? which for every generation coming out basically joins the old boys association there so there i have created new relationships why is it only boys why not girls because because it was a boys only boys school that i oh, actually yeah, went okay, to. Okay. Yeah, so I, I actually attended the air force military school in nigeria okay i was going right? to say that i was going to say yes that. no no so <laughs> just because uh, for the sake of the audience <laughs> it was it was an only boys school it's a military school all right so i have uh I have uh, people I went to school with that are all over the world. I have them in the US, I have them in Canada, I have them in the UK, I have them in Nigeria, right? I have them in other African countries too, all right? So actually, and that's that's another advantage, the fact that if I get on a plane and go to any continent in the world, maybe except, maybe except right yeah. now, well, actually, uh, an Antarctica, <laughs> maybe except Antarctica, but I haven't checked. I will actually find somebody who I went to, you know, who, you know, went to my school that I can connect with. I think, so, I think you deserve an award of the socialite of, of Nigeria. Well, well, so, so that's the thing. It used to be like when I was in school, actually, I was a socials prefect. Right. So I, so, so that, which is interesting because I never stopped being that social. social you're yes. still performing that I'm role. Still the same person who gathers everybody. Now, I did not know how valuable it is to do this yeah. until now, because it is because of that personality that yeah. now yeah. I'm actually able to take advantage of it to thrive in my relationships. That's something I love about your generation that yeah. it's missing my generation, because I feel like you, I don't know, is it fair to say the last? Yeah, maybe I'll say that. Like you guys are the last generation that are really invested um, in um, like social relationships, right? And you keep them and you nourish them. Um, you, yeah, and because I think nowadays with social media, there's this sense of just because 
So, well, you don't do that, but people in my generation, for example, if they see my stories, mm -hmm. just because they're seeing my stories, they, they don't feel the need to reach out to me per se, ask how I'm doing, you know? Yeah. And I'm not even, and this is not like a me thing. This is just something I've just seen, like it's reoccurring in, in, in my generation or, or like important life events. People would choose to share it first on social media instead of yeah. reaching out to your friends and say, hey, like, I just got a new job. I just got, I'm pregnant or or um, whatever, I'm getting married. And for me, it's just, I find it highly worrisome. I'm just going to yeah. say that, that um, we're now like um, instant validation junkies. That's how I'm going to yeah. put it. Versus yeah. choosing to like, create relationship with people like i i i i know hate is a strong word but i detest the fact that in my generation like we would choose first to go on social media and share like relevant live events instead of yeah. picking up a freaking phone which is free for yeah. our generation versus your generation that it was like yeah. four or five times i mean maybe two euros per hour or per yeah. minute, I don't know. And you guys still made the effort versus our generation that we have things for free. We have so much access and we're still yeah. not nourishing those relationships in the right way. Yeah, but then you shouldn't discount the fact that your generation grew up on electronics, that a lot of people, the babysitting, the experience was video games, right? So okay. rather than have them sit and try and, imagine how to play with wood and different things like we had to do they had yeah. toys that were already pre-created for them in fact then the toys went digital and then basically kids it, they were there are kids you know well they were kids then they're now uh, young adults i'll say your generation yeah. where they can recount days where they wake up on a weekend morning and play video games from morning till night and do it the next day and then maybe their parents basically forced them not to do it during the week if they were if they if they had strict parents the strict parents would take away their video games for the week and see you have that to was, figure I mean, out yeah that's either strict otherwise for others it was like right after school once you drop your bag if you like it or not just get on the video game so you actually have a generation that is addicted i to, never i was i was never like and maybe this is my personal story versus yeah. other people's story like I was yeah. not exposed that much to like telly or video games at a very young age yes but by the time you check with a lot of people your contemporaries you find out that they played a lot oh. of video games so you might have yeah. been the exception not the norm which is yeah. why you are now expecting that they should be behaving like somebody who grew up right okay. with, with, with uh, <laughs> human interaction I'm sorry they didn't okay. Okay. You grew, you grew up the exception for your generation, right? You know, you know when I started realizing that when, you know, random, like with friends and, you know, acquaintances and all that, like people talk about movies and, and actors, and I didn't know the name of so many people. Actors, exactly. I didn't know, like, I hadn't watched, even like when people talk about Disney, the classic Disney movies, I do not know any of them. The only one I know is The Lion King and Pocahontas. That's it. Yeah. You grew up the exception, actually, because you still ended up going to boarding school, yeah. right? Most people, your generation, did not go to boarding school. Okay. So, so, and so yours was also part privilege too, actually, if you will accept, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Other people, other people could not afford afford the boarding schools, right? And then the ones. So, for my generation, they were the federal government funded. Uh, boarding schools and they were supposed to be the best at that point in time right yeah but over time uh it evolved they did, yeah. yes they did not get funding and so the the some private ones came up and they were expensive and when i look at the standards it was almost the same standards that yeah. the federal government once had but yeah. they were expensive. So to go to a boarding school for your generation, you had to have privilege. That's just it. Yeah, those are the few I, people. I don't want to sound ungrateful, but... I, yeah, I, yeah, no, no. Because, because also always remember that he, uh, on the outside, when somebody looks like they're having it all, nobody thri thrives exactly. in everything. So as you're thriving in one, 
understand that. So for example, those we think are privileged, when you interact with them now, you realize that, oh my goodness, did you not learn any other thing about life? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I I, yeah. I was privileged to interact interact with people I thought at that time were wealthy. So I'll, my again, this military school I talk about, it was the kids of ministers. It was at a point in time the the son of the president of Nigeria basically yeah. was in the school. So I was privileged, you know, that I I got into interact with these people. So I know some of them personally, and then much later on in life, you now realize I thought. I thought you had it all. And then I realized, no, they only, it only seemed like that from the outside that they were surviving when it came to other basic skills of life, right? So that's why I think I'm a little more content with simplicity that I accept it, right? And I embrace it. Also, the fact that I've come to realize that or and accept that I'm just human, which means I am flawed which means that I am supposed to make mistakes, which means that mistakes is not a negative thing for me. I love right? how you, met, I, you you said a few things that have just clicked to things I had in my mind. And yeah. I was just thinking, I was thinking this morning that in actuality, people will thrive for perfection mm -hmm. without accepting mistakes like their enemies of progress. That's how no, I say they will always, they, that means, so for people like that will be surviving when it comes yeah. to being able to evaluate themselves. And yeah. so they will always be poor. They will always come from an angle of feeling the negativity of not achieving because okay. they'll find that most of the times they're not able to hit the perfection. They've put themselves on a pedestal, yeah. right? And yeah. they can never meet the standards. And so when they meet people, they start to try to put them on pedestals also so that they may feel, they may have joint pain, all right? They might basically enjoy the pain of being uh, downcast, right? Yeah. Now, those are the people who will say, why are you always smiling? What's, what's, so, what's so funny about life? right so it sad. takes so <laughs> no but it does it takes you see that's the thing it takes another gift you know to be able to thrive in the area where you accept that it is okay not to be perfect because otherwise you may thrive because again those who put themselves on pedestals do pretty well you know in life yeah. They, yeah, yeah. because they are always reaching for something higher and then they get there but while you on the outside you are looking at wow you did that, they're like, it's nothing. I, I should have made 100%. You made 90, you said. And all you can see is the 10 you didn't make, right? I, and yeah. to think about that all the time, not be able to be grateful about the 90, while somebody else made 70 and they're so excited. Exactly. That, that, that made me... I saw something yesterday and this is going to be another podcast because it can't be in this one. It said like, once you start healing yourself from your traumas, you become less ambitious. And I was like, exactly. hmm. I don't know if that is true, but well, yeah, that's another conversation. Yeah, exactly. It's another conversation. It's something to, to consider. And I was going to ask you, do you think where you are right now, like mm -hmm. being in America as a black man, do you think you can fully thrive from a race I can fully I can fully thrive anywhere that's the thing I, I I've come to realize okay okay yeah <laughs> I, I will fully thrive anywhere and that's because I see living in America as a black man makes me realize that they don't have it all here either okay. right when I was outside I used to think once you get to America all your problems will be solved then I got here and realized that oh my goodness problems just change face Different and they're even bigger here i didn't know i was a black man until i came to america True. we don't yeah. have that distinguishing uh yeah. we don't have a race we yeah. don't have a race an idea of race where i grew up in nigeria yeah so yeah the first time i realized i was black was when i came to spain yeah yeah and so so basically that made me appreciate where i was coming from more and so yeah. while I live here and I make a living here, I am fully aware that this is not fully me, that I am also Nigerian, that I'm also Canadian, and that I have a right to get on a plane 
and go anywhere in the world. I now look at Rwanda. I watch videos of Rwanda. I'm wondering, why have I never visited this place? Maybe I could I go and live you. there someday. Right. There are some places I would like, I would like, I'm going to send to you, like Zambia, like so, Namibia. Yes. Yeah. So I wake up. So why I, why I, to answer your question, as a black man living in America, I am actually more aware of the opportunities I have to go to different parts of the world and to enjoy the culture. Right. So my mindset so that's is not, not something pertaining to your blackness, though. That's just something pertaining to you as a man, as a working professional. Yeah. So exactly. So what makes people feel limited or feel that they are inferior or feel that they can't get they can't get to their maximum potential is because they have looked at their whole life within a very small enclosed space. So when you say a black man in America right? Yeah, that means that you're looking at it from an enclosed place, America, right? But so for you're, me, you're saying you're more than a black man in America. I don't see myself as a black man in America. I just see myself okay. as, you know, an African who basically is making a living uh, in America, but okay. with access to the rest of the world. Okay. So I'm not able to basically limit myself to one place where maybe, again, you can, I know you can, depending on how you want this to go, you can take that whole America and then cut it down into one little place where black people are maltreated and then put me there and say, how do you feel being in their midst? Well, I don't want to be in that midst. So first of all, I should remove myself from there, right? That's that's my reality. I, I don't have to be in the place where, uh, you know, where, where there's harm coming to me because of the color of my skin. So right? how do you because see Because within, within the America are also the opportunities that you, if you search for, you will find that are designed for you to thrive. There are cities that are welcoming. There are jobs that are saying, look, we will not let these things be a problem. There, okay. are, even, there are even government, government funding for minority okay. companies okay. in America, right? Which means that in the budget every year, there's a big chunk of money that is put aside so that when minority companies come to bid okay. for a contract, they're supposed to get those contracts in the same America. When, so when we look at it, the question is, how much knowledge do you have? So maybe if you want to narrow it down. I hear you, but I don't hear you. Yeah, you need to take away the knowledge uh, or the ability to find information. And so then right now, I don't have the resources or the skills to make it. Okay, I was expecting the conversation to go a different way, but ah. you need to pick it another way, which is fine. Okay. But my question was more around, do you think because you're a Black man, you're only allowed to exist to a certain capacity in your Blackness? Uh, yes, there are, there are, there, so what I've noticed in America, there is yeah, that whole yeah. system yes, that was yeah. put in place and still runs actually, that okay. is meant to basically uh, keep, basically uh, keep the, keep the black person disadvantaged. Okay. And so my question was more like, how do you thrive? Knowledge. Knowledge okay. is the thing. The differentiating factor for me is the privilege that I had okay. Okay. to actually get educated and to I now know. understand that my mindset, my, my mindset, because yeah. of where I grew up, is the fact that I am not, uh, I'm not disadvantaged. I hear you. Whether good or bad, whether good or bad, it was ingrained in me from the yes. beginning. I got on a plane as an adult to come here with the mindset that I am not disadvantaged, that I'm coming to search for opportunity. So I, you cannot, uh, again, you cannot, I, and I dare not compare myself with the person who's been in the system, who's, yeah. who's, whose father and grandfather passed through this whole system that was designed yeah. to keep, uh, keep them down. So there's a difference is what I'll say. I, I think that's one of the blessings uh, of being a Nigerian. I don't, want to, I don't even want to say African, I've been in Nigeria, and specifically of being Yoruba, in my case, a mix, but yeah, I'm just let's just stay on the Yoruba line. 
because mm-hmm. I feel like it's very, very reinforced, or maybe it's a family thing. So, because I don't want to ge- generalize, also, right? No, I'll say, be- uh, yeah, more, 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 actually, more of if you grew up in Africa, right? Okay. Now, also remember though that if you willingly got on a plane to yeah. come to the West, and it means that <laughs> it means that you were doing pretty well. Yeah, or yeah, okay. no, definitely, definitely. Or definitely. you were privileged. So yeah. that's a different mindset from the person who was born into or who was brought to this part of the world, the West, unwillingly and forced into a whole lot of trauma over 400 years that yeah, still has not ended, really. You know, you still see the effects till date. You know, it's so funny you mentioned this because, and coming back from like the immigrant aspect, I remember years ago, I was talking to one of my colleagues back in uni. She has... Um, she she has a own surname a name and surname and she has like a spanish friendly name so that they could pronounce it right so basically she created a new name so these people yeah. can pronounce their name and i remember just thinking like what in the nonsense is going on here like not for once have i thought and i have a very yoruba name and not for once have i thought like of changing that name just because i mean you, you, I mean, I remember even jokingly saying once to my to my dad, like, "Oh, I'm going to change my name. You know, I just want to have a Spanish. I'm just going to add. I didn't even say re- remove. I said I'll add, like, just combine it." And he yeah. said, "I'm going to say what he said to you, guys. I want be a which means like they didn't burn you well if you try and do that, right?" <laughs> so like, and I was. This was actually like you know banter. And my dad really took it to was like, what is wrong with you? Do you need prayer? Do you need deliverance? <laughs> like the whole name that we gave to you, you want to yeah. change? <laughs> yeah. yeah and so- and that's because that's actually, I'll, I'll tell you some, some more actually. It's because when you, again, it's only now when, uh, and, and I'm really grateful for, again, maybe your generation, you know, uh, that's, that brought Afrobeats, you know, to the world. So that, yeah. so that the, the, I tell you the effect of that. The effect of that is that my own kids, right, who, yeah. were, who were born in the West and grew up in the West now want yeah. to, they want to be identified as Nigerians, yeah. they want to be identified as Africans, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it's the cool thing to do now, to be now. All right. Yeah. Well, once upon a time, like I mean, I read. I think this was like three years ago that Nigerians are the the most well-read people in America. Yep. I the most educated. Think. We have the educated. highest number of higher, uh, uh, you know, degrees. But yeah. not just that, actually. So the culture. When you now, there are many words in Yoruba that have no English interpretation. Oh, goodness. You know, there's something, and I'm so sorry for those of you who don't speak Yoruba, but there's, when I count my blessings and when I count why I feel like I'm thriving, one of the benefits is being able to speak Yoruba. Like, there's just, there's just a sweetness. There's a loveliness. There's a softness <laughs> to it that... <laughs> that it's a culture. It, it's a right? culture. Like, yeah. like, when somebody praises you, like, does this thing... And they don't have it in other cultures. Or I don't know if they do. Anyone can correct me if I'm wrong. But there's this something about praising somebody in Yoruba. Like they'll tell you, they'll say you're Oriki. I yeah. don't know how you can translate Oriki. That's why I said there are many things that you don't even have uh, an interpretation that is yeah. part of our culture. So when you now start to look at it, you find how rich the culture yeah. That we yeah. come from is that, it, it, that and that's why your dad will look at you and say have you what he was saying in there, have you lost your mind that you will want <laughs> that you will want to drop your nigerianness your yurbanness yeah. right yeah. the culture yeah. the privilege to belong yeah. and to have been born into that culture and try yeah. and take something <laughs> Yeah, and like that, when they praise that, you in Yoruba, yes. like they praise you with, it's, a, it's kind of like a form of poetry talking about your ancestral yes. life. And they'll yeah. tell you like who your grandparents were, who your great-grandparents were, what they yeah. did, how they were loved, the influence they had on people. And that's like, it's recited to you. So imagine that level of, of pride like you carry on yourself. And yeah. like, that's- it is your, like, Let me see if I can try and explain that, Oriki. Oriki is your lineage. Yeah. your lineage right read or said to you 
in poetry for which yeah. you understand every little detail. Yeah. And they, they recount your lineage from your great grandparents yeah. and the family and yeah. their achievements, right? And their excellence. And they start to count it. But as they start to count it, it what happens to the individual who is listening is that it is like a reconnection oh, yes. all the way to your DNA to yes. understand yes. that yes. you yes. have it in you to excel greatly. It's so healing. It's so healing. Right? There's one, like my mom says to me, and I just love it. And I think that actually like, it's it actually comes out in my personality when she says, oh my low shima geshi. There you go. <laughs> so like, do you want to say what that means in English? That just means like doesn't you don't need to brag like you you are how how help me here. Yeah, so help the me. best way to describe that is that you have the resources, right? Yeah. To you have the resources to basically buy the biggest aircraft, but you choose not to. Yes, and that just means like you don't right? you. You and, don't and need you, to brag. To brag. You, that you, you, you are rich. Exactly. You, were, you, are, you, were, you were born that way. <laughs> yes. Yes. And and when I when we talk about richness, this has nothing to do with financial. It's just like the holistic way of richness, right? Yeah. So the way it is said, way. so the way it is said, right? Even though if you interpret it directly, that, that's another thing about Yoruba. Every every sentence in Yoruba has many interpretations. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and so when you hear that, you know that even though they are using the analogy of, so if we're to use the exact analogy that it says, basically is like the one who can afford a horse but chooses not to, but yeah. we understand that to be much more than that. What yeah. it means in in depth is that you do not need to brag about yeah. how rich you are, and that richness, like you said, is not just financial it's yeah. in people it's in relationships it's yeah. in academics yeah. and so it's when they say that to you you actually okay. start to understand it to mean that there is nothing that yes. you are facing that you cannot yeah. overcome oh yes oh yes 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 like you don't need to, you don't need to be have a, another persona like you 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 yeah. me myself and i are yeah. okay existing in all realms of life in yeah. what and that, life yeah. and that is part of our natural therapy yeah yes right yes. so you you can't you can't be in a place where they wake you up with that exactly and feel depressed exactly. even if you were downcast exactly. when they finish like, with that so so that's why when we talk of richness it's just that in in africa we do not commercialize things especially when it is beneficial to mankind we do not commercialize medicine. We do not commercialize. We do not come even be welcoming foreigners. We do not commercialize it. It's yeah. the reason why we welcome the people who brought gunpowder and came and forcefully basically took over our land. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah. that's, you know, so that's the thing, but that you can't listen to that. And exactly. your, your mood basically goes all the way up. Like they can't, you, you your, your parent can't tell you in the morning, oh my Lord, she might get you, you now get to school and somebody says, you're ugly, you now, you, now be, <laughs> you, exactly. you now be sad. No, 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 those two things can't exist in the same space. No, no, because no, 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 no. the closest way to think about it is that just imagine that you came from a palace, all right? Yeah. Then you now get to school and somebody says, look at you, you're poor. So, yeah, so you know do you even need to have that argument no do you need to yeah. prove anything to the person no exactly because you haven't forgotten where you came from you don't exactly. need anything to say anything to such a person exactly and <laughs> and as when i talk about thriving from a cultural aspect as a black person or as a nigerian yoruba woman these are the things I put myself into, you know, to like keep on thriving. Like I listen to these things. I reconnect with people from another, your generation that, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, you're very much in tune with all the stories. I go back to, you know, old family members that can like, tell me more about my ancestral lineage, where I came from. Because sometimes with the day-to-days of life, especially if you live in another country, you know, yeah. you no, know, you don't find people from your country. Like it's easy to be carried away but um and with this i'm going to say another thing that i'm always told is 
Rotio Montonje, which means like, remember where you came from? You knew I was going to say that, right? Exactly. It's a good thing and it's also a bad thing. It's a good thing because like, remember where you came from, but it's also another way of saying, don't disgrace us. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You you, you see, uh, yeah, but see, but that's the thing. That's the family tie right there. Because when they are, when you are getting encouraged, you are being encouraged by the fact that your great-grandfather yeah. walked till he became great your grandfather walked till he became great right yeah. your own you know so it's basically describing your lineage and telling you that the responsibility of passing it on is now yeah. upon you right yeah. Yeah. so you know that you are not alone you know yeah. that there are fa- there are members that generations to come will be encouraged by your own actions so for every time you face a difficulty right yeah who are aware that just like when people are representing their country, that the country's flag lies in their hands. Yeah. And I think, yeah, so this, I would, we've talked about thriving versus, I think we've focused more on thriving than surviving because essentially I want you all to thrive. I want you guys to, you know, not just survive, like let's put surviving apart. And if you're surviving in certain areas, make sure you're surviving because you choose to survive. Not just surviving because... is the beginning of thriving, though. True, 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 true. Yeah, well, definitely we don't want anyone dead. <laughs> many no, areas. in any area, actually. First you survive, and yes. then you start to actively work on thriving. Yes, yes. Right? And, yeah. uh, and there are some areas where you just thrive naturally. That's okay. That's a gift. Accept it. But then okay. like, what, every... like, no, like that what? you thrive naturally... I'll give you an example. There are some people that in school, the teacher only needed to mention anything complex once and they get it. They get the whole idea. They get, they understand everything about it and they're going to excel in the, in the examination. Then when there are some people- thrive naturally? There are some people that actually have to work hard over and over and over and they still don't get it. Where, where would you say you thrive naturally? I know what I'm going to say. I actually thrive uh, in the area of explaining things. Okay. Right? If I understand anything, I can usually explain it easily. So much so that while I'm explaining it, some of the examples I give while I'm explaining it, I sometimes need to go and listen to the audio recording again because it it came to me at that point in time when I was explaining it. Yeah. I think for me, I would say thriving would be like creating conversations, like like what we're doing now. Like for me, this is me being in my natural state. Like, you know, I have a topic, I think about something and I want to share my opinion about it. And and I would say like being able to talk to people from multiple backgrounds and find them relatable. That's yeah. that's something I took for granted for a long time, but that's actually a big way of thriving. Yeah. And so, so what you just described uh, was one of the things that I saw in my father, and that I okay. always desired to have. So then, mm-hmm. the good the question now is again when we talk of Oriki, the yeah. question is how far back in our parental, you know, we have joint uh, uh, ancestors, right? Yeah. Yeah. How far back? Has that been something that was part of their DNA that carried through? And now you're seeing it in you that you say you thrive naturally. And when you asked me, I said something similar that I thrive naturally, right? Well, and those are the kind of things that the Oriki connects you to. Well, I think we do come from a line whereby there were storytellers and mm-hmm. it's just not to be taken for granted. Like even... I used, to, I used to think everybody had this, but they're like, I mean, my mom is a good storyteller. Like that woman, she would, she would like. <laughs> should have Bollywood in her she ability would, to, in the imagination that she has. <laughs> the way she would just tell that story. And sometimes I get pissed off. I'm like, please go straight to the point. Like I have five minutes. I have, a, I'm on my lunch break. Go straight to your point. But she knows how to tell, tell the stories very well. Yeah. And you also have that. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Well, all I can say is um, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for areas I'm thriving. I'm grateful for areas I'm surviving, which will create new ways to thrive in the future. 
because as you said like in order to thrive you need to survive first yeah. and um with this i would like to end the part i don't know if you want to say anything before we end yeah so for those listening you know it is okay for you to thrive right but then it's also okay for you to survive in some areas and when you meet some people who are surviving in some areas just understand that if you will help them thrive in those areas that they might have also some other areas of life where they can help you thrive so don't think that is a one-way thing understand that yeah. when you are helping somebody that they 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 stand to be able to help you in future also so do it with some humility okay yeah yeah anyways with that me i don't mind thriving and being a millionaire so just in case anybody wants to <laughs> everybody everyone wants to drop donate some extra cash for this pot yes <laughs> please donate to musala's yeah. podcast <laughs> so i can thrive also with the pod okay guys <laughs> bye see you another time take care of yourself bye